And it's time now for City Update, and uh, with me today, as usual, it's uh, Lee Humphrey. Hello, Lee. Afternoon, Graham. Right, well, I see that um, shares are pretty strong at the moment. Well, they've had a good couple of months. That's certainly true, and boy, do we need it. I mean, markets globally are still down um, by a tremendous number. I looked at the NASDAQ um, in the United States just uh, before we were... Uh, talking uh, on on airgram and it's down to over 26% still so you know you can see we need to put this in context but october is a month overall for sort of um, shares in in global companies was pretty strong november has has uh, has continued that theme um and uh, you know we saw sort of, sort of rises in the united states around 5 6% uh, on average in terms of the uh, us bourses uh, over here in europe we've seen some sort of more modest um uh, um increases but it's st- but but st- Still, you know, increases nonetheless. And over in uh, in Hong Kong, in particular, the Hang Seng Index, which is um, which is uh, well uh, is what is looked at, um, is that their share index has risen by twenty one percent over the month. Oh right, okay, so uh, maybe a bit better than we thought we we're going to be. Well, I mean, it is looking certainly. Look, the green shoots of recovery. Do you remember that phrase back in the nineties? That um, was it. Nigel Lawson, one of the other chancellors, was was using. Well, they we're certainly sort of seeing that. The Hang Seng, which I've just talked about, actually is interesting. Really, you've probably seen some of these protests that's been happening in China, and I think probably a lot of that is, uh, has fed through to. Um, the, the, the top brass in China, President Xi in particular, who's been adamant about this sort of zero COVID, whilst the rest of us have been sort of getting out and, uh, you know, doing our thing for, for well, over a year now, I suppose. Um, they are adamant and they're, they're, the, uh, the, 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 Xi is not for turning. Um, but until, I think, today, when there seems to be a sort of a softening of the approach, I think people have anticipated that softening of the yes, approach. Yes, they're going to have to do that, aren't they? And uh, it's been um, wrecking their economy, really, all these shutdowns, apart from... Yeah. The, the problems with, you know, the population being unhappy about it. Well, they, they certainly are. And mm-hmm. uh, and I saw a great picture, actually, on the news earlier this week, which basically showed the sort of the, the, the armed forces, police, militia, basically, in China, um, dressed up in their sort of full hazmats. And then the protesters there, no sort of masks or any mm-hmm. sort of bothering, you know, sort of that are basically. And I thought that the picture told a, a, a thousand Indeed. words, Indeed. really, which Indeed. is basically Indeed. like, let us out. Mm-hmm. Well, I see the Fed chairman, uh, Powell, has suggested that uh, the uh, interest rate increases are going to be slowing. Yeah, this is, all, this is all to do with the sort of positive mood that we began by talking about when we saw the sort of bosses uh, move upwards in, in the month of November. So um, Chairman Powell, which basically started this um, – do you remember that they went to that meeting in uh, August, Graham, uh, in, in Idaho, I think it was, or Wyoming, I should say, um, and they sort of said high, rates were going to be higher for longer. Well, this, I think this is – we're now at the beginning of the end of that policy. Where Powell basically said yesterday that they're sort of having to rethink, really, that there is going to be another uh, Fed meeting in December. Rates will go up in December, but he was indicating that it would only go only go up by half a percent. Now mm. um, that is that is that's that was music to the uh, to, to to the market's ears. The Nasdaq, which I mentioned earlier, also was up just was up four and a half percent just yesterday alone on the back of that. Now I think perhaps there was this is a uh, maybe a slight overreaction by markets is that yes he did say that the sort of the rates were um, were going to be tempered in terms of their increase but they're increasing nonetheless and that really is the important thing he also caveated this Graham which is important by saying the term uh, the terminal rate which is sort of fan- I wish they'd stop using this silly language but basically what he means by that is the rate in which they will the rates will 
hit their limit will actually increase. So basically, let's say that figure is going to be about interest rates will hit about six percent, and it will be sort of around that kind of figure um, uh, when they when the Fed stop increasing. That's still a very very high figure, and 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 actually he was indicating that that was uh, that was an increased figure from his uh, his earlier prediction just a month or so ago, which is around about five and a half percent. Hmm. Mind you, we've still got this weakening economy, haven't we? We have. I mean, the the economy, you know, this is the funny thing about markets, Graham, is they basically make, they're looking roughly about six, nine months into the future. You and I, as we sit here, can see the devastation that really is being uh, wrought in global um, markets, just on the sort of the street, as it were. Um, uh, Consumers not going out and buying uh, quite so much. Black uh, Friday was a bit of a damp squib, really, so uh, uh, by all accounts. So, you know, in in terms of the real economy, it's not great, but but markets... Markets are looking beyond where we are today. They're looking six, nine months ahead in the future and saying, look, there's, they're, they're sort of looking to the sunny uplands, uh, really, of the economy. So, But you're, you're absolutely right. They're not, the, the, the economy is still not firing. All the indicators, and this is what, this is, you know, sometimes when I've said to you in the past that bad news is actually good. All the indicators that I'm seeing, that all the central bank uh, chairman like Powell, the Bank of England are seeing, are all weakening. There was some, a, a slew of data uh, from the United States, Europe, and the UK today as well, including house prices, uh, uh, who's, uh, you know, you won't be surprised for me to say this, uh, house prices in the UK are falling at a precipitous rate. Um, all the indicators, generally speaking, are weakening. Now, that bad news is actually good because basically it's saying to the, the, the Federal Reserve in the United States and all the central banks across the world, Okay, our job is effectively done. The interest rates, the rises have done their job. We've taken out a load of cash from the economy. We've 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 uh, hamstrung the consumer, and now we can start to release the consumer again by by lowering those rates. So it's it's a funny kind of sort of dichotomy, Graham. Really, but mm-hmm. um, uh, but you know, as I say, we, to use that phrase again, we're probably seeing the green shoots of recovery in stock markets, if not the real economy. Indeed, indeed. And, um, you know, well, obviously energy has been, prices have been one of the things that's been really driving mm. inflation. But there's signs that oil prices are coming down. Signs that oil prices are coming down, and they have. And I, 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 I'm scratching my head. I, I, I look at where the oil price is now. So if we look at sort of Brent crude, it's around the $85 mark. If I think back a few years to when I saw Brent crude around that $85 mark, I can pretty much guarantee that the price per litre here in the UK was a lot less than it is now. I saw it uh, on, the, on the route here, actually, around the sort of 160, 161 um, level. Well, I, I, suspe- I suspect basically when uh, uh, Brent crude, crude prices were that four years ago, I think we were probably paying around £1.25 a mm. litre. So something funny is going on uh, there. But you're absolutely right. So that, and this is, look, it's, it's, it's an important uh, barometer because, again, energy makes up such a huge part of industries what they call input costs helps them to make products basically mm-hmm. so if that if energy it's a it's a tax on 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 us as a consumer because basically the the manufacturers um, uh, are charged more to make the products and they pass that that cost on to us so if energy prices coming down is a good move for everyone else um, there's also uh, again, I don't know whether you've picked up in this. Some of our listeners, no doubt, have. Uh, there's going to be a, a an attempt. And I use the word cautiously. An attempt at capping um, uh, energy prices coming 
out of Russia. Now, the actually, the announcement is around about now um, that we're expecting this out of the EU. So they're basically proposing um, a $60 um, price cap on the a barrel of Ural oil. Now, I've never up until today, really, until reading an article on this, have even heard of Ural, Ural, uh, Ural as in the Urals, the mountain range. Um, uh, the Ural um, oil is trading around $50 uh, a barrel. So it's a, it's a bit of a strange dilemma because basically Europe is, has got its hands tied because basically right now Europe gets about 21% of its uh, oil imports from Russia. So it doesn't want to anger the Russians too much despite all the rhetoric that we hear on the news, Graham, that basically, you know, that there's a lot of saber rattling. But at the end of the day, if you if you basically get 21% of your oil needs, not necessarily your energy needs, but your oil needs um, from one country, and that right country is, is Russia, you don't want to upset them too much. Hence, here's the complete dichotomy. Ural uh, oil right now is trading at 50 dollars a barrel they're proposing a, a a price cap of 60 so it's not going to anger the the, the irony is here they don't want to anger the uh, russians Interesting. And, there's, and there's not there's no there won't be any anger out of the kremlin whatsoever mm. because they're like okay well all right well you're putting a price cap mm. of 10 uh, 10 dollars a barrel um, right now above where it's trading um so that's a uh, that was uh, yeah that's the uh, the world of energy Right. How about this crypto exchange then falling apart? A lot of I can't claim I know a great deal about crypto, but I've got lots of friends of mine are absolutely obsessed by crypto and different coins and uh, and just events that are happening within the world. And I can't. I'm scratch, left scratching my head. However, one thing I do understand uh, is basically, uh, or I, I can relate to exactly, is the is this FTX, which is this um, crypto exchange run by this thirty year old lad who's now known by his initials FBF Sam Bankman Fiend um, the Fiend bit I think is uh, is, is definitely very uh, apt anyway this FTX is it was which was valued up until about two weeks ago a fortnight ago at uh, 32 billion is now worthless it's filed for bankruptcy it's in chapter 11 there's been a domino effect uh, there is a, a company called BlockFi also which basically this week also filed for chapter 11 um, saying uh, the FTX owed it uh, uh, well at least hundreds of uh, millions if not billions um, and actually but but you know they, they're all tied up very closely with one another so this 30 year old is in a bit of uh, trouble financially he said uh, in the paper this morning uh, that I was reading um, that his uh, his network wealth has gone down to 20 six uh, from sorry i should say 26 billion dollars to a, he said he last time he looked in his bank account there was only a hundred thousand uh, dollars there graham so this will be some you know he's sort of he's keeping it uh, real really because i imagine there's a lot of sort of uh, 20, 30 year olds around the uh, uh, the country listening to this right now who are also scratching their heads thinking yeah well that's probably around my, my, my levels well when i looked in my uh, natwest savers account the <laughs> other day uh, there was only a hundred thousand dollars there as well so yeah and and, and the one thing that also before i uh, sort of wrap up on, on as i say on this uh, this crypto world that i know virtually nothing about the guy who's taking care of the liquidation of the ftx company right now uh uh is the same liquidator liquidator that was overseeing the liquidation of enron now he has said this is the biggest uh this he said this is the biggest um i think i won't use the exact words he was using but the biggest uh, um corporate fraud uh that he has ever come across now bearing in mind as i say he was looking at enron which up until to this point in time was indeed the largest sort of corporate fraud in history this really is something to uh, to behold 
Wow, something to think about there. Well, thank you so much, Lee, for taking us through all this. Hope we've uh, maybe peaked the worst of it, and we look forward be. to chatting to you again in a couple of weeks' time. Thank you, Graham. That's Lee Humphreys there with our City Update. Ooh.